This is Rabbi Akiva Zweig. Today we'll be discussing the difference between belief and knowledge, and even more importantly, is how can a person come to the knowledge that God exists, rather than simply having a belief that God exists. So to briefly recap, last time we spoke about how the difference between belief and knowledge can be expressed in terms of conviction. So the example we used is if a person knows that stock is going to triple the next day, they will invest all of their money and buy as much as they possibly can because they have zero doubt that the stock will triple in value. Whereas if a person believes or even strongly believes that a stock will triple in value, they will not spend all of their investable dollars. They will do some percentage of it, but will not go all in. So very clearly we see that there's a major distinction between the way a person acts with conviction based on belief versus a way a person acts with conviction based on knowledge. Today, what I would like to do is an exploration of what knowledge is and how can we come to the knowledge that God exists versus the belief that God exists. Another important way to ask that question is, as we demonstrated last week, the Torah very clearly stipulates that a Jew must know that God exists. And if that is true, as we know it is, based on sentences in Deuteronomy and other places, how can the Torah expect me as a Jew in the year 2019 to know that God exists if I do not experience that God experience firsthand? How is it that the Torah says, you should know that I am the Lord your God, without providing for a firsthand experience such as the Mount Sinai event? So this is the question that we want to discuss today and explore based on the understanding of what is knowledge in general, and specifically how it applies to knowing that there is a God. So I suggest the following explanation of what knowledge is. In most people's estimation, knowledge is based on a person's five senses, that which they touch, feel, hear, smell, and see are things that people know. Anything that a person does not experience directly with those five senses, a person dismisses and says, it's not something I know, rather it is something I believe. So my suggestion is that that understanding is not true. It's not correct. We all know things that we did not experience firsthand with our five senses. For example, we all know that there are places that exist on this planet that we have never experienced firsthand. And even if I saw pictures of them, sometimes I did not see pictures of them, and even pictures rely on other people's knowledge, other people's information telling me something is true, whether it's in books or magazines, etc. Yet, we do not walk around with any doubt about these countries or places existing even though we did not experience them with our five senses. Another example is any character in history that we've come to accept as having existed, such as famous characters or lesser 
well-known characters, whether it be J.C., Jesus Christ, or, for example, Napoleon, or even somebody more recent like Abraham Lincoln. None of us experienced these characters firsthand, yet we all have knowledge that they existed. Nobody calls history a study in belief. Another example of things that we all know, even though we did not know it with our five senses, is who our relatives are, including our parents. Nobody remembers coming out of the birth canal and looking up at their mother. Nobody could possibly imagine coming out of their father. So we don't know these things with our five senses, yet we all rock around with the knowledge of knowing these things to be true. If we truly did not know these things to be true, then we would have done extensive research and visited those countries, doubted various characters in history having existed, and certainly questioned our parents deeply, including doing a DNA test. The fact is that we all rely upon many pieces of information for our knowledge. And therefore, my suggestion is that knowledge is a combination of that which is a preponderance of evidence and overwhelmingly logical. As long as we can meet the criterion of a wealth of information that seems to lead to the conclusion of something being true, combined with an overwhelming logical analysis that meets everybody's definition of what knowledge is. So knowledge is not what we experience with our five senses. Knowledge is what we come to know and accept to be true based on a preponderance of information as well as logic. Based on this, we can clearly explain how we know that God exists. It is very simple. There is no older history book than the Torah. And even though the Torah is not a fundamentally is not fundamentally a history book, the Torah is a book that also includes history. It is the oldest history book. It is the most widely accepted history book. It has stood the test of time and many people trying to deny and demonstrate and claim that it is not true. But after all these thousands of years, all of the major religions in the world of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism accept that the Old Testament is true. Now, of course, in Judaism, we do not refer to it as the Old Testament, but the point is that this document is true and has stood the test of time. It is also a written history, which is far better than many other histories. It is also filled with biblical references that have been found to be true. And even though there are some questions such as, did the sea really split? And where exactly is Mount Sinai? And other questions like that, there is no doubt that there was a Jerusalem and a holy temple, two of them in fact, and many of the other surrounding cities in the land of Israel and outside the land of Israel to which the Torah points to quite clearly as having existed. 
In addition to all of that, we also have an oral history that has been passed down from generation to generation. And part of this history includes that the Jews stood at Mount Sinai and experienced God firsthand. And it is through that firsthand experience that everybody knows that there is a God, in addition to all the miracles before and after Mount Sinai. In addition to all the predictions that the Torah has clearly predicted and clearly spoken about as having come true, many, many, many things that point to the truth of the Torah combined with historical knowledge. And on top of all that, there is the logical analysis. Now, today we will not do the logical analysis. We will save that for next time. But these two factors together, all of this information based on all of this historical information, both written and oral, as well as many things that the Torah talks about that are referenced, both places that exist and things that have happened. All of this is part of our preponderance of evidence. And next time we will discuss clearly the logical analysis of the truth of God's existence. So for today, now that we know that there's a tremendous difference between belief and knowledge, and we know that acting based on knowledge has total conviction, whereas acting as belief does not. And we also know that there is a God in the sense of information with the truth of the Torah and the fact that it has stood the test of time and all of the other surrounding pieces of information that come from the Torah. We can now feel that we are in step one of knowing that God exists.